You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full-time in real estate and share with you real-life stories, our successes and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real-life goals. Here we go. It's episode 37 of the It's Real podcast. I'm Kayla Callender and I'm a mortgage lender. And I'm Andrew Yegi and I'm a real estate agent. Hello, Andrew. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing swell, Kayla. It's a beautiful day and the sun is shining. How are you? Good. I stepped outside and I was like, uh, 36 degrees and no wind and it feels like 50. The UV index is two. I'm a happy camper. Put your uh, vitamin D supplement away. Yeah, right. Maybe not yet. I just need a little sun. I don't know. I need to get somewhere warm. But I'm not going to complain, though, because this brings about people are out and about. It, it doesn't even feel like we've had winter. It's been great. No, it's been, it's been nice. Last year felt like eternal winter. I mean, yeah. kind of like Disney Frozen style. Yeah. And uh, like this one has just been been really, really great. But you're right about getting somewhere warm. Do you have any trips coming up? Um, yeah, I well, a work trip next week. I'm headed to Las Vegas for Ooh. a conference called Momentum Builder. Nice. Tons of great speakers, jam packed. It's what I love about it is not just like the learning and the conference, but the networking and the connections. Because I mean, the amount of connections that can be made these days virtually, it's so cool. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. But awesome. Do you do you think they'll be cleaned up from the Super Bowl yet by the time you get there? They better be cleaned up today. Knowing them, I'm <laughs> already cleaned up. So we'll see. I'm sure they will be, but we'll see. So warmer temps, 60 degrees. I'll take yeah. it. Sp- speaking of Vegas and the Super Bowl, did you uh, tune in? I sure did. Did you, Andy? Uh, a little bit. Kayla, I'm, I'm not that big of a sports fan, number one. I had known that the Chiefs were playing, mm-hmm. um, mainly just because, I mean, if you go online anywhere – you can't miss all of the the Taylor yeah. Swift coverage more than anything else. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have had. Uh, I knew you were a Swifty, but I I probably would have had no idea had it not been for that. And that, yeah. and all of the aviation groups I'm I'm involved with online, like I could tell my wife exactly like what Taylor Swift flew in on and 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 what she did sure. not because I was looking for it but because it's plastered all over the place. I suppose. Yeah, that's really cool that you get exposed to that. Um I thought the game was good. It was, you know, intense. Travis Kelsey got a little worked up, but um overall I thought my favorite part was halftime just Yeah. Yeah. I, I I I enjoyed it too. Did did you think Usher did a good job? Yeah. I thought he did great, but I'm also in my 30s and know who Usher is. I mean, but I was Googling to see if he was married with that whole Alicia Keys thing. I'm like, are they married? Are each of them married? Because they got pretty close. But I don't know. What did you think? I, You know what? There were a lot of people online that were hating on it. We were talking about it in the office this morning and some that didn't think it was very good. But I, I think... I, I think it was a pretty good show. I mean, and to growing up in that era, you know, certainly a lot of the songs, it's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about, wow. you know, half of these songs. But, yeah, it was – I thought it was good. Loved yeah. the Alicia Keys part. I liked her kind of red piano, and mm-hmm. uh, I I thought it was good. Well, in the words of Taylor Swift, 
haters are gonna hate, hate, hate. So I thought I should be great, great, great. I was on uh, scrolling around this morning and saw that you're opportunistically already, uh, you know, taking advantage of uh, of uh, of the Super Bowl with your uh, with your TikTok, noting uh, Usher's embrace uh, of Alicia and uh, your uh, Travis Kelsey uh, comment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I try to hop on that. You know, I have a whole method to my madness, but it's fun to kind of get in front of it all. And then people start to share it and they laugh. And after a day and a half, it's already been redone a million times. And it's, you know, when you do it, it's just not as well received. So hopped on right. it early. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought I honestly, Kayla, I went to bed after halftime, so I had no idea who who even won. But kind of cool. A great victory for Taylor Swift, right? Or yeah. I mean, the, the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs, yes. Really second, second year in a row and first time in NFL history. Crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. Yeah, it was It was a good game. It was fun to watch. I actually watched it, and I don't, I'm not a big football fan. I like the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. But other than that, it was a good, a good game, I thought. So sure. onward and upward to next year. Fantastic. Yeah. Kayla, what are you seeing this week in the market for rates? Rates, um, pretty pretty flat compared to last week. We're hovering right under seven. Thank you for pulling this up always. And as you can see, it's a year. Again, we're seeing about half difference, but pretty flat this week compared to last. I've I looked at the bond programs this morning with North Dakota Housing, and those are the same as they were. They, those usually don't change a whole lot. Um, so they they've been pretty steady. I'm I'm curious to see what the quarter will bring. You know, I'm I'm curious to see what the next MBA report will show. But the fact is, Andy is I I'm finding that people are kind of just getting over the rates. They're kind of at a point where they're like, you know what, this is how it is, and they're not buying. Or they're like, we need to move forward. I had a call with a client today and he's like, I just need to get out of my apartment. I I need to get out. And he's and I get it. And so I'm seeing a lot of individuals like, you know what? Just tell me the payment. What can I do to get there? And the rates are sort of becoming less of a pain point. I I think, Kayla, anytime you've got someone on the fence, you just need to send them your your recent TikTok. Yeah. And be like, hey, let me let me put it to you in a different context. Do you like sports? Because this is you're going to be kicking yourself later for not doing something. And Hale, yeah. I, I had someone the other day tell me, oh, you know what? The the Fed's going to cut rates soon. You know, I'm I'm going to wait. Rates are going to come down. And it's like, well, in case you haven't noticed, like that's not going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. At least not in the near future. And a big part of that being that, you know, in January, there was a, a huge job report and which mm -hmm. caused our rates to surge recently. Um, I had someone just asking me about housing after a, a meeting today and, you know, kind of the same thing. Hey, January started off pretty hot, but mm -hmm. then, yeah, we've seen, um, you know, rates jump up and then things kind of cool, kind of like we talked, uh, you know, another another form of winter, you know, just because again, um, 353,000 workers added. I mean, that that's a sign of a pretty good economy, Kayla. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, that was just on February 2nd that they listed that. And it's like, no one really had the magic, you know, wand and words and crystal ball. But like, when it comes to home ownership and creating wealth, it's like, are you going to let 
and, and some will, and that's okay. Um, you know, a, a certain rate impact that your decision to move forward because I had talked to someone the other day and they said, well, I think I'm just going to save about another like 10 to 15,000. I think I'll have that by the end of the year. Totally understand where that person's coming from. But then when we stop and think about it, Andy, this part that clients don't remember is that homes tend to go up in value, which means the prices go higher. So if you take a $400,000 home and let's say a 4% appreciation, that's 16 grand more you're going to pay for the home. So that 10 to 15 grand that you've saved, it is a wash if the mm -hmm. price goes up that much. So for me, it's educating the borrower on these things because how are they to know, right? And that's why my Travis Kelsey post um, is so accurate because it's not up to the consumer to know all of these things. It's up for us lenders and realtors to educate and share these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's complex. And I mean, there's a lot going on behind the scenes too, obviously. I think the other very interesting thing that I came upon, Kayla, just talking about the market. And, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about residential real estate. I do a little bit of commercial. I know you're strictly residential. And, you know, we don't have huge issues in, in our rural area. But just mm -hmm. the fact that, hey, there has been kind of a huge fallout in terms of demand for office space. Um, you know, some of these large buildings, I would, I always say that down in like the Minneapolis area, I would hate to own like the Capella Tower, the really tall skyscraper with the ring around the top. I mean, it'd be a cool building and, and maybe it's doing well, but I look at, you know, the number of, um, you know, remote workers today and just how, you know, the commercial landscape has really, really changed and how a lot of individuals are starting to default on that debt and who carries a lot of that debt capable some of the smaller regional nice. banks um and their balance sheets aren't looking good i think banks as a whole are are fairly you know leveraged depending on what they've what they've gotten into i i think the other thing that this talked about too kayla that i found interesting was just talking about how uh, this might really affect jumbo loans and individuals' ability to get jumbo loans just because they're a non-conforming loan. And so obviously can't be sold on the secondary market. So some regional or local banks will take that on. And Kayla, maybe talk a little bit about, because I'm sure you do some jumbo loans sometimes as well. Yeah, there's jumbo, there's jumbo loans. So jumbo, um, for those that don't know, once you hit um, about a 750 plus loan amount, to 756 and some change. Once you hit that, anything higher is a jumbo loan. And jumbo loans have more rules, regulations, red tape. And so there's many investors that take them on the secondary market, but a lot of times banks may just hold the paper. Um, they might have portfolio or in-house products, which means the bank does everything. You write your monthly payment to that bank. And so when we think about all of these things that banks are, are dealing with, like the uh, fallout of, you know, individuals, companies paying their rent, and you think about the fact that they're loaned up, meaning that a lot of banks have loaned out a ton of, of money, especially in the last few years, to home buyers for um, mortgages, they're in a, at a point where they need more deposits. They need more deposits to be able to loan more money. So a lot of uh, banks right now are looking for deposits so that they can loan more. But if banks are having concerns about their um, financials because some individuals can't pay those that rent, 
they're probably not going to be able to lend or they're going to have stricter rules when they lend due to past experience. So I think it's important to note that um, no matter you know, what you're doing, whether it's a jumbo or conforming, there's going to be many options um, available to you, but we might see some more red tape when it comes to jumbo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. And actually I was talking to an individual today who's looking to do a jumbo and um, I'm not the lender, but they had a lot of questions on it because their lender wasn't straightforward and they close on Friday. And now they oh. have found out that they have to have so many things, six months mm -hmm. of returns on every property. Um, they need to have excess all these things because it's a jumbo product and when like we just said jumbo has more regulations so jumbo needs a lender who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. kayla calendar all 50 kayla. <laughs> well that's really awesome kayla you're always knowledgeable um I, I know i can always count on you with with lending questions and explanations yeah, that you can Kayla, I want to I want to dive into a topic today mm -hmm. um, that has to do with the market and something I, I came across as PCXP Realty, the brokerage I'm affiliated with, has a lot of good marketing material that they put out. And I came across this that another agent had put out the other day. And it says, Kayla, stop comparing our current market to the unicorn years. Mm -hmm. uh, unicorn years. What are the unicorn years, Kayla? How would you define them? The unicorn years are the years that are so abnormal that they may never, may never occur again. It is the perfect storm of, of opportunity and success and really great things that happen to our real estate market. However, as I've said before, it's, I, I think of a wrestler who goes to make weight and they weigh in and they get down to that weight for an hour. And then that's not their weight forever. Bodybuilders, they get to this point. That's not it forever. If you can constantly compare yourself to that weight or that physique, you're going to kill yourself in comparison. And I feel like that's kind of similar. And maybe that's a really bad comparison, but that's what I think of. And when people do that, they're never, ever, ever going to be okay with where rates are at now or in a year. Um, today, someone told me their rate on a jumbo was 6.75. And I said, well, that's pretty good. And he goes, not, not really. And I'm like, well, before I was seeing jumbo at eight and a half. So it's pretty good. Uh, but by doing that, it just, when you look for the negative, you find the negative in everything. So that's a really long story about what I feel it is, but how do you sum it up, Andy? Well, I think the unicorn years that this is referring to, of course, our most re recent market cycle, you know, end of 2020 to 2022. And you talk about negativity and, you know, I, I always think of the media right away because who perpetuates, you know, a lot of, um, you know, what's out there and what's in people's minds or what's ingrained, it's the media. Yeah. And so it talks about, well, you know, a lot of negative media headlines may have compared our current market with the past few years. And again, our past few years of, of a unicorn cycle, you know, where we sell rates two to 3% and home selling for just crazy amounts yeah. um, over asking price. But um, I think it's just good to remember and to remind people, which is why I wanted to bring it up today, is that what we saw was not normal. Mm -hmm. And 
Kayla, again, some people might be watching this and thinking, God, all you guys ever talk about is the market and all you ever talk about is what it was and, and hey, yeah, rates are high, you know, whatever. But I, I think that it, it's something that we need to keep reiterating and, you know, telling in different ways, you know, whether it's you using, you know, Travis Kelsey on, and, you know, on a, a TikTok reel or whatever, or, you know, just, just reframing it in different ways. Because again, like so much of what we do is education and to really try to instill in people that, you know, we're probably never, ever going to see what we saw in 2020 to 2022 again. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if we can find other ways to save money or find other ways to allocate um, our, our financials. And if we, you know, we once prepared for some people at a 3% rate, I, I look at everyone's debt that they currently have and I see car loans and credit cards at such higher rates. And those are acceptable, Andy, because they, we've been accustomed to that. Um, but I do, I will say, I hope that we don't experience some of those years because do you remember what it was like when you had people lined up outside of a house and people were offering like their firstborn child to get the home? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was lake home shopping at that time. And my husband and I were like making offers on homes that we look back and we're like, holy cow, I'm so glad we didn't get that property because mm-hmm. we would have been, guess what, paying for example, 500 grand for a $425,000 home. And we're having to cover that difference. And for what? You're basically paying way more for a lower rate where now you're paying asking or maybe less and you have a higher rate that you didn't have before maybe, but you can always refinance. So that's what I think of is I hope that, you know, we remember the good, but it's easy to forget the bad. You know, Kayla, it was really great to list homes at that time and have people coming yeah. in, you know, bringing multiple offers. It was not fun working with buyers. But again, you yeah. know, homes, just talking about those years, you know, home prices reaching unsustainable highs, interest rates at unprecedented lows. And so, Kayla, moving on from that, you know, we always talk about how the market normalizes, um, you know, it's becoming more and more apparent even to people, to the consumer out there that these are outliers and not representative of long-term trends, which like we talk, you know, there are still some individuals that are trying to wrap their head around it, but I think a lot more people coming down to earth mm-hmm. um, as well. Kayla, I've heard some people talking a little bit, and I know you have two based on our conversations about how, you know, it, it's possible that, you know, buyer demand is declining. And, you know, we hear people talk about a market crash. We know it's, you know, not going to happen, mm-hmm. but um, buyer demand is really quite high. And obviously we saw record showings um, of properties during those unicorn years. We still are seeing a lot of activity today. And mm-hmm. and point in case, when you were telling me how many new buyers did you have reach out to you this weekend? Yeah, I mean, five, you guys, like five. And does that seem like a lot or a little? Well, when you look at how, you know, someone told me a stat today, I don't know where it came from, but he's um, um, in the industry. He said 62% of mortgage lenders in October closed one loan. One loan. Wow. And when you think about that, I mean, you think of your conversion rates, you have to get so many apps to get one loan closed. I mean, even if you say you get five apps for one loan closed, to get five new individuals, you know, inquiring about a mortgage over the weekend, not even a weekday, 
I am finding it is extremely busy. People are curious. And I'm so proud of these people for reaching out because they're not saying, Kayla, send me your link so I can apply. They're saying, can we have a discussion? Can we chat? And that's the key is let's have a talk. Let's get an app. But you know what I always say is prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So, you know, everyone that seems to be like the naysayers of buying real estate or taking that next step or rates are terrible. I'm finding that those are the people that probably haven't sat down and had a conversation. Yeah. So the five people I had, I'm, I'm just so impressed with. They, they're really wanting to educate themselves. Yep. I like that. And I've had some really great ones lately too, who have wanted to be educated and not put the cart before the horse, which is yeah. really refreshing to see. Yeah. What about yeah. your sellers? Are you finding sellers are starting to come up more like as of this week or any more activity there? Yeah. I mean, we're having a lot of good conversations and, you know, we listed three properties last week. Um, you know, sellers and buyers still aren't always on the same page. You know, some still think that their property is worth way more than it is. Yeah. So trying to find that realistic balance is challenging. Um, you know, as is even you talked about a while ago uh, on our on today's episode, Kayla, just the fact that, you know, some people are are waiting and so good to be educated, good to be, you know, cautious a little bit, but not to wait too long and just talking about the cost of waiting. And, and that's one other point that that this deck makes is the annual appreciation is returning to normal. So again, the unicorn years we may have seen, you know, north of 10 to almost 20% appreciation in homes, which is ridiculous. So now, you know, maybe three, four, five, Mm -hmm. percent appreciation. So again, you talked about the, the buyer that wanted to, to, you know, maybe save up 15,000 more. I mean, it, it may very well be a wash and some. It could be. And I told this individual too, I said, gosh, like they were going to make an offer a few weeks ago and they held off. And I thought about it and I was honest and I said, you know, had you made that offer? There was a day where rates dropped and I said, we could have snagged a lower, a lower rate than what we've been anticipating. And so if you're trying to time the market, it's, it's impossible. But the fact is, is you, you can always look back and say, what it could have, should have, but I don't think I've ever had a client unless they didn't, they didn't tell me buy property and say, I wish I wouldn't have bought this house. You know, Mm -hmm. you think about, I mean, have you ever, I mean, maybe you have had someone, but when you think about all the clients you've had, has someone ever said, Man, I'm so mad I got into real estate. Unless it's like a lemon. No, you know, I've had some people that have had some some issues with houses. And so maybe, you know, because of that. But otherwise, no, no, I think mm-hmm. most everyone's been generally pretty happy. And so I don't know, I, I guess just the bottom line, Kayla, is just, you know, it, it's good and important for people to remember that, again, out there, there's a lot of negativity in the, in the media nonstop. And especially a year like this. We're going to see probably even more, especially as it pertains to housing, yeah. um, you know, and, and just to avoid, you know, comparisons to what we would call the unicorn years, just because you can't even compare our current market to what it was in 2020 to 2022. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's what we're going to call this episode. It is. I like that, Kayla. I like it's it. Time. You're welcome. I contributed. <laughs> Well, Kayla, I think that wraps up today's episode. So great connecting with you. I hope you enjoy the week. I'm looking forward. Um, I'm excited for you that that you're going out to a conference and you're going to network a little bit. And it'll be interesting how many people come up and say, you're you're the mortgage meteorologist or you're you're that mortgage girl. Tell me your secrets. Yeah, it's actually really cool how that happens. And when you look back at the opportunities in front of you, it's 
it's really about the people you know and who you connect with. So, and you, by the way, are headed somewhere warm before we forget you're going to be gone. Yeah, I'm going to go to Arizona for a couple of days of, of flight training and then uh, wow. back to grab my family and then back for a week down to the Phoenix area. So you're going to be gone next week. I suppose we'll just maybe have to connect the following week. We may have to, or we could do some like desert style. We could. Podcast to be determined. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Kayla, great as always. Have a great rest of the week. I will if you will. See ya. Bye. Bye.